If we were to ask what's helpful if I'm suffering from anxiety, as we might well do under those circumstances, then there's two sorts of answer that we might receive, two sorts of message, one's the positive and one's the negative. We won't talk about the negative just yet, we'll leave that for a bit, but coming to the positive, the positive message encompasses everything that we can do. So no matter what you can actually do, that's positive. Anything you can do is positive. So positive really means purposeful doing. So most of the answers we get when we inquire about anxiety and what's helpful when we're suffering from anxiety, we almost inevitably will receive a positive message. Now in colloquial terms, a positive message sounds good. Positive is taken to be the same thing as good. But in, in a more philosophical use of the word, positive just means you can deliberately do it if you have the right instructions or if you know the right way. And so that's very, very misleading in the case of anxiety. Because if I am anxious, then absolutely everything I do, everything I deliberately do as an act of intention, is the anxiety. I'm doing it to get rid of the anxiety. And so what I'm doing is the anxiety across the board. There's absolutely nothing we can positively do, intentionally do, to free ourselves from anxiety. Our attempts to free ourselves from anxiety are the typical manifestation of anxiety. What else do we do when we're anxious after all? But try to solve the anxiety or fix it or get away from it or distract ourselves from it or repress it. Anxiety feeds on our resistance to it. So whenever we resist it, it gets stronger and bigger. This is really the same as saying that anxiety is our resistance. It is the same thing. So this is the particular nature of the problem that we're looking at here. It's a problem that feeds on our attempts to fix it. And once we can see that, it's very, very helpful, but it is hard to see this properly. So, if you say to me, anxiety is being fed by my attempts to solve it, or being fed my resistance to it, then straight away my brain will work out for me what the good thing to do here is. The good thing to do, says my brain, is to not resist, to not try and fix it. So I embark upon a career of not fixing. 
But of course, this is another um, doing. I'm deliberately not fixing. It's another positive act. Not fixing isn't a positive act. The genuine article, the genuine thing, not fixing, isn't a positive act. That's just another option of thought. If fixing doesn't work, I'll try another strategy. I'll try the strategy of not fixing. Now that won't work either because not fixing is resistance. Here's me trying my best to fix or thinking about ways in which I can fix problems. And doing that on a pretty much continuous basis. And then I get the idea that all this fixing is feeding the anxiety, which is true. It's a true idea. But then I try to fix my fixing. So when I try not to fix, that's fixing my fixing. It's double fixing. It's a double help, helping of fixing. It's just like if you go for dinner in the canteen and you ask for a double helping of whatever it is, the meat, the vegetables. What we're doing here, we're asking for a double helping of anxiety. Can I have an extra helping of anxiety, please? So whether we're fixing or not fixing, it doesn't matter a damn, as long as it's something, as long as it's um, positive, doing, it exacerbates anxiety, it inflames anxiety, it boosts anxiety to new levels. It is exactly akin to um, the, the line in the David Bowie song, trying to put out fire with gasoline. Now, as we all know very well, it doesn't much matter how much gasoline we throw on a fire. If I throw a litre on and that doesn't put the fire out, I'll say the hell with it. I'll throw a thousand litres on. That isn't going to work either. Even if I throw a million litres of gasoline on the fire, it ain't going to work, obviously. We know that pretty instinctively. What we don't know instinctively is... how to not resist anxiety without that resistance, that not resistance, that not resisting, being part of the anxiety, being something that we're deliberately doing as a fixing type strategy. So what we're looking at here is this very same basic problem if I see that my controlling or that my attempt to control is the problem, how do I go about not trying to be in control the whole time? And because controlling is my only thing, it's the only thing I know about, it's my only tool, I will of course try to control myself so I don't control myself so much. I will try and, I'll try and stop my controlling. And if I try and stop my controlling, when I try and stop something, that is controlling. If I make it happen, that's controlling. If I stop it happening, that's controlling too. No matter what I do, I'm controlling. So this is a real puzzle. It's a classic and paradox. It's like intending not to intend. So intending, not a good idea. I'm fed up of intending. I want to just let things happen as they will because... That's a hell of a lot more interesting than projecting my own programmed reality in front of myself. So 
It's interesting not to intend. So I think, yeah, that's definitely what I'll do. I'm definitely going to stop intending, and that is an intention. So what we're dealing with here is a classic, classic, classic paradox. And of course, if I happen to be suffering from anxiety, all this kind of talk is the last thing I want to hear. Like, I don't want to hear all that metaphysical bullshit. I want to hear something useful that can help me. But here's the rub, that we can't hear anything useful, anything that can help us, until we understand very, very clearly that all positive doing is counterproductive, that all positive doing, goal-orientated doing, purposeful doing, intentional doing, equals resistance, and resistance feeds anxiety. Until we see that absolutely clearly, not just intellectually, until we really do understand that, we haven't got a chance. Because whatever we learn, we're going to try and incorporate it it in some sort of formula, behavioural formula for what do I do, what do I do. Until we actually transcend that whole way of thinking, there's no way we can, even if the Dalai Lama himself were to come and visit us and tell us loads of stuff, even that wouldn't help us because we'll try to turn that into a method. So before we can hear anything, we have to understand absolute irrevocable clarity that there's no way to deliberately free ourselves from anxiety because our deliberations are the anxiety 